You're listening to Nightlife with Suzanne Hill on ABC Radio and on the ABC Listen app. The best year ever. Watch the underwater flow. Exploring the blue. Exploring the blue. Exploring the blue. This isn't a track from 1970, which is our best year ever tonight. Instead, it's a a Luca Bloom song called Exploring the Blue, which comes from 1992. And I know it's one of his personal favourite songs of his own. Uh, My guest is Luca Bloom. He has, since he first really came to fame in Australia, um, been here something like 15 times. It's been a real uh, long distance and sometimes close distance love affair. He is back and there are a long list of shows around the country through the rest of March and into April. He's my special guest tonight on Nightlife to share the songs from what... He's calling the best year ever, 1970. Hello, Luca. Welcome. Hello, Suzanne. How are you? (laughs) Very well, thank you. Now, this is an interesting one, Luca. Oftentimes we say to a guest, you know, pick a year that had the best songs and people will go away and they'll come back and they'll go, oh, these are the greatest songs and I remember them or something like this. But you've kind of chosen these songs a bit more randomly. You've chosen 1970, but just explain to me the process you went through picking our playlist for tonight. Rather than going looking for songs, I went looking for albums because uh, 1970 was the year that I really something about writing songs, singing songs, performing songs was beginning to really seep into my life, sometimes for fun and sometimes almost like therapy. Uh, I was a serious young lad for different reasons. And so looking up 1970 and learning about the albums that were released in 1970, we're talking Bridge Over Troubled Waters. We're talking After the Gold Rush, John Lennon, Plastic Ono. We're talking Moondance by Van Morrison, Deja Vu, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Woodstock, Band of Gypsies by Jimi Hendrix, Abbey Road and Let It Be, The Beatles, Sweet Baby James, Brighter Later, Nick Drake, The Birds, My Kind of Jazz, Ray Charles, Joni Mitchell, Ladies of the Canyon, Bob Dylan, New Morning, Tea for the Tiller Man, Cat Stevens, Johnny Cash in San Quentin. What an unbelievable year that was. And the thing that blew my mind about that year was I have quite a number of these albums and I've decided to include in my selection with you a couple of songs that are not familiar to me, but are by artists who I really, really like. So as we listen to these songs, and some of us will no doubt be hearing some of these songs for the first time, there's a few that you will also be getting to know a little better along with us, Luca. We're having a learning experience. And why not? I mean, I'm so over the moon that at the age of 68, um, looking back on 1970, I can hear a song uh, that I was blissfully unaware of up to last week which, of course, is Don't Play That Song by Aretha Franklin. (laughs) 
It's Aretha Franklin and Don't Play That Song. It was uh, on her 19th studio album, Spirit in the Dark, released in 1970, which is the year that my guest, Luca Bloom, is taking you through uh, in best year ever tonight. Now, Luca, take me back to your 1970. What were you doing? Like most kids in Ireland, I was just at school and probably a little bit differently from a lot of my mates who were going to the discos and doing all that. I was already at home with the guitar, um, learning Ralph McTell songs, Bob Dylan songs, Neil Young songs. Do you know who we had on last week, Luca? Ralph no. McTell. Uh, he's one of my heroes, Ralph McTell. He he wrote a couple of songs, obviously Streets of London, but many, many more that were hugely influential in my life. And he is one of the reasons I became a singer-songwriter. Did you happen to learn the guitar while strumming along to the streets of London? You know, if I'm honest about it, there's a claw hammer in the way that he plays Streets of London, the claw hammer, beautiful claw hammer, guitar style, finger picking style. I, I could still remember maybe 14, 15 years old when I learned how to do that. I really felt, wow, I can't, I can't explain how amazing, how ecstatic that was. I just it, was, it felt like an enormous achievement, like I'd gotten an A in honours English in school or something. Learning how to play the Streets of London was a huge moment for me in my little journey of becoming a singer and a songwriter. Do you know, we actually had Ralph play it live for us because he was in the studio last week and the number of texts I had from our listeners say, oh, I learned to play the guitar to Streets of London. Uh, it was just amazing. So it seems to be somewhat of a universal experience from people learning the guitar. So, Luca, I also understand that, well, back in 69, you, you that's when you, you hit the road supporting your older brother um, and playing English folk clubs when you were just 14 years old. Is that right? Well, he- Hitting the road is 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 probably a kind of exaggerated version of what happened. I think my mother needed a break, and she suggested to my brother it would be nice if he brought me over to England to see what it was like when he. So for just for a couple of weeks, I was with him, uh, going around the folk clubs with 1969. On a couple of occasions, he invited me to sing a song or two, and that was just unbelievable un- unbelievable like it certainly gave me a taste of what was possible luca bloom is here so the next song on our uh, list is well van morrison fellow irish compatriots uh, it's into the mystic tell me about you and van morrison looking back at 1970 you know we've gotten used to you two and Sinead o'connor and dolores o'riordan and all these amazing irish bands and singers and artists who are global stars uh but in 1970 it was van it was just van i mean it's a cliche but it, sometimes cliches are cliches because they're true van opened the door i mean if you see van morrison in the last waltz that amazing music documentary from that era from that time his performance like listen to the lion inside of me astral weeks moon dance i mean the output of this man and the performances of this man were so staggeringly powerful and innovative and new that he paved the way for a lot of Irish people. We would never have imagined that you could write songs on the island of Ireland that would be listened to by people in Los Angeles or San Francisco. That was beyond our wildest dreams. And he showed that it was possible. And, you know, one of the first 
songs I learned as a teenager was Moondance, and I, I loved to play it. He, I'm indebted to him. Now, this song I'm going to play, uh, Into the Mystic. Uh, now, did you happen, do you happen to love this, or was this just happened to be on an album that you were looking at in preparation? I love the song. I love the feeling in it. I just love the feeling in it. I love the rhythm. Of the, I love the way it begins. I love the way he flows through the poetry. You know, I just, I absolutely adore this song. That's Van Morrison and Into the Mystic as chosen for you by our Irish musician Luca Bloom, who is my guest tonight. So, Luca, you were just talking about back in 1970 when Van is the man, he's sort of the big Irish act. But obviously you've been around the entire time that Irish music became much more popular globally. What was it like for you to watch all of those bands? I mean, I suppose you 2 is probably the, the big example, but, but emerge and suddenly take on the world. Well, the first example of it, my own brother was involved, you know. I mean, the first example I saw of Irish people coming together in a band and going out into the world and having hugely successful tours was was Planksty, which my brother Christy Morrow, you know, was was a member of. And then when people like, well, when specifically you two uh, broke through into the world, it, it shook, that shook everything up altogether and, and continues to to this day and then you had the pogues and all these other amazing bands and different types of music traditional bands uh rock and roll bands punk bands and little by little by little the world opened up for all of us and of course that was exciting it was really exciting i want the audience to hear a bit of your song salt water because i understand that this song is about your love of australia when i come to australia and i walk ashore All my history is no more Waves release me I don't know how But I am swimming among you In the here and now Tell us about this relationship that you have with our country, Luca. It's really hard to describe it um, without sounding gushing and sort of overly sentimental, but I'll just try and be honest about it. I I remember vividly my very first concert in the Southern Hemisphere in the Enmore Theatre in Sydney in 1992 um, because Riverside and the acoustic motorbike had garnered a fair bit of airplay and even Triple J were were playing it as well as ABC and um, people like Angela Caterns were very kindly playing my songs. So I arrive into the Enmore Theatre and the place is packed and I just didn't understand it. And, you know, to come so far and to feel so at home is really a remarkable thing. And I made a conscious decision by the end of that first tour that more than any other country in the world that I would try and nurture uh, the relationship that had begun with Australia and it's really significant to me and I'm uh, so much so that um, 
I don't really have a, a title. I mean, there's a kind of a title around this tour, which is 50 songs in 50 years based on a compilation album I did of songs across the five decades of my working life. Um, I'm calling it the Gratitude Tour because that's how this feels to me in 2024 is I just feel so grateful to all the people around Australia who've come to hear me sing and to all the people on radio stations who've played me songs and people who bought a record. And I feel I feel so at home here. It's amazing. And it's not just about my career. It's about just being amongst the people I'm speaking to you from. Uh, Hobart and I've been walking around Hobart just chatting with people the same as I would if I was back in the west of Ireland. I just feel a real connection with this country and I, I cherish it. So when you say you've been walking around Hobart chatting with people, what are you chatting about? Well today I was chatting with some people about the incredible art installation the sculptor Rowan Gillespie. He created a famine memorial that's on the docks in Dublin which is very very moving. It depicts uh, people starving, waiting to get on ships to go to America. And I only found out yesterday when I went for a walk around the waterside in Hobart that um, he also created something similar in Hobart. People, men and women holding children in their arms and they're standing on stone where he's engraved the names of children who arrived in Hobart as convicts at the age of eight, nine, 10, 11 years old. Beyond that and the unbelievable power that that instilled in me, um, it just really shook me and brought to life a very painful connection between Ireland and Tasmania. I've been chatting with people about that and I've been just chatting with people about life in Tasmania and just how much I love being here. Luca Bloom is my guest. Uh, Luca will be touring. Uh, well, you've got lots uh, coming up, and Luca, and I'll try and get some of those tour dates from you. Here you are. You're at the Port Ferry Folk Festival uh, next weekend, where I will be too doing the program live. But then you've got gigs happening uh, Tassie, Victoria, the ACT, New South Wales, Queensland, SA, and WA. Gosh, pretty much the whole country. And I know you're going to lots of the, the smaller locations as well. Let's continue with our music. Next up, we've got James Taylor. Taylor and Sweet Baby James, what a songwriter. My sister Eilish was a nurse uh, who worked in uh, somewhere around Dallas or Houston in Texas in the, like in 1970, 71. And I remember when she came home, she brought home a vinyl copy of this album, Sweet Baby James. Again, I was 15, 16 years old. And that was a big game changer for me. Um I don't know why I was able to identify or relate to songs like Fire and Rain when I was a teenager in County Kildare, but I did relate to it. And I guess I had to live a few more years before I understand. I understood fully myself um, when I began to live a similar life. James Taylor is really important to me, as he is to so many people. Um, I love his voice. I love his guitar playing and I love his songs. Sweet Baby James, beautiful. There is a young cowboy He lives on the range His horse and his cattle Are his only companions He works in the saddle And he sleeps in the canyons Waiting for summer His pastures to change 
James Taylor and Sweet Baby James as chosen for you by my guest tonight uh, on the playlist, Luca Bloom, um, who is performing around the country at the moment. Maybe you've had the chance to to see him already. Maybe you are planning uh, to see him. We've got Neil Young next, uh, another great songwriter with such a distinctive voice. When you were young and on your own. You know, it's uh, James and Neil for me were really, really important. There was a bar in Newbridge at the start of my drinking. We used to go to at weekends and I'd bring the guitar and one or two friends would bring guitars. And these were the songs we sang. So again, and I only got to see him live for the first time about four or five years ago. He came to Dublin. I brought my son. And I sat there in heaven because he played so many songs from these albums from his early career. And this one's just a beauty. Neil Young and Only Love Can Break Your Heart. Uh, Luca Bloom is here. Now, Luca, I'm sure you've asked, answered this question a million times, but I've only just twigged that your name's not actually Luca. You got it from Suzanne Vega's song. My, my full name is Kevin Barry Moore. Um, my family always called me Barry. And in the mid 80s, I kind of, I had this realisation through a friend of mine who was really brutally honest with me that in order to really try and progress my work in life, that I should consider creating an identity for my work, for my songs. And that's all it is. It's I don't take it seriously. It's like a nickname to me. Uh, but I, I kind of like it now. I've gotten used to it over the years. It's been with me for 30 years. Yeah, Luca comes from this. I just heard this song. My name is Luca and um, by Suzanne. And the bloom comes from James Joyce. And I, I with my girlfriend at the time, we just spent, weeks just going through names and this somehow resonated with both of us and off I went to New York with this new identity and started singing. What were some of the names that you considered that didn't make it? That's that's not something I'm going to reveal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, if I'm honest about I thought about a couple of names that were closer to my family, like, you know, relatives of my, on my mother's side and one or two relatives on my father's side. Uh, but, you know, I, I, what happened also was I became conscious of people like with names like Bono, uh, The Edge, Sting, Neil Young, Bob Dylan. I mean, none of these are the names these people were born with. And that sort of made it OK for me. And I, I, I really don't take it seriously. I, I often say to people that Barry is who I am and Lucas what I do. It's just, that's all it is. It's it's just like a nickname. It's fine. Well, Luca Bloom is here on Nightlife uh, playing you some of the songs that he has picked for you from 1970. Nick Drake, uh, you know, a very talented singer-songwriter who died way too young. The track you've chosen for us is One of These Things First. Nick Drake, uh, what a tragic loss to the world of music. It's so amazing that so many people have become aware of Nick Drake uh, I think he was 26 or 27 when he died. He'd only done a couple of shows. 
he was painfully shy uh, and really struggled to perform. But what a unique guitar player. What a stunningly natural, beautiful voice and an amazing songwriter. And it's just it's it saddens me a little bit that we didn't get to see and hear more of this unbelievably gifted human being. But he's left a beautiful legacy of really important songs and music for us to enjoy. Do you know, I had never heard of him until we started doing this segment on the show, and I think maybe this is the fourth time that he's been picked, so I'm, I'm only aware of him because of the number of musicians who keep bringing his songs uh, to this audience here on Nightlife. Uh, Nick Drake, one of these things first. I could have been a sailor a real life lover could have been a book. One of these things first, uh, Nick Drake uh, was the singer chosen for you by Luca Bloom, who is my guest in the playlist. Uh, best year ever, in fact. We're doing 1970 on Nightlife tonight. He's in Australia. He will be performing in uh, Launceston. Tomorrow night, he's at uh, Euroa in Victoria and Yakandanda and Canberra next week. Uh, and then uh, we'll both, me and Luca, be at the Port Ferry Folk Festival next weekend. I do hope some of you will be there to take part in our live pop quiz as well. Joni Mitchell, uh, of course, just synonymous with this particular era. Morning comes to Morgantown. Uh, where does Joni fit in, in your story, Luca? Hugely important woman. I mean, hugely important and I'm so completely over the moon and blown away by the renaissance that's happened in this woman's life where she performed at the Newport Folk Festival last year you know uh, with Brandy Carlisle and those those people have come together to get around Joni so that Joni could be honoured and celebrated in the appropriate fashion that she is being I mean Blue is one of the greatest albums of the last you know 50 60 years by any artist and uh i absolutely adored blue and ladies of the canyon which was released in 1970 is a stunningly gorgeous album really innovative guitar player stunning voice and just an amazing songwriter when morning comes to morgantown the merchants roll their awnings down the milk trucks make their morning rounds in morning Morgantown. We'll rise up early with the sun to ride the bus while everyone is yawning and the day is young. Joni Mitchell, morning comes to Morgantown. Uh, Luca Bloom is here with you playing some of the songs from 1970, which he's nominated as his best year ever. Uh, let's talk about John and Beverly Martin. You looked at their album and you thought, I'll put one of their songs on this list. Yeah, and 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 John didn't really. I don't. I don't think John Martin released a solo album in 1970. This was the only album I think that came from John and uh, Beverly in 1970 i'm more familiar with john's solo work so uh like um bless the weather would have been a really important album for me such a beautiful beautiful record uh solid air another incredible album of john martin's um so it was a real thrill for me to 
for the first time become aware of this particular album, Stormbringer by John with his then wife Beverly. Time's gone I'd write a poem I could think of the words to try Stormbringer, John and Beverly Martin. Um, Luca, we are on to Bob Dylan now. I guess you can't have a list like this from 1970 without Bob Dylan. Time passes slowly. I mean, he's another of the great songwriters. I remember about uh, 15 years ago, I was driving across the country in Ireland from Galway to Dublin and uh, on the radio, a great Irish radio DJ called Tom Dunn announced that, yes, Bob Dylan was playing at the Point Depot, the big venue in Dublin at the time, but he just announced that he was also going to do a club date in Vicar Street. And I assumed I wouldn't get tickets. So when I got to Dublin that night in the drive from Galway, I was going to a charity concert organised by my sister. Uh, in a place called Mother Redcaps. And as I walked up the stairs, who came walking down the stairs at this venue? But Peter Aitken, who was the man who was promoting the Bob Dylan shows. And I said, Peter, I don't care what I have to pay. Is there any chance I can get a couple of tickets for the Vicar Street concert of Bob Dylan? And I managed to buy four tickets for that concert. They were amazing seats. And in two or three hours, I think tears were flowing throughout because there were only a thousand people at the gig. It was an indoor club. I had amazing seats and I'm looking at this man and thinking, this guy is the reason I have the job I have. I mean, not just him, obviously Leonard Cohen as well and other people that I've spoken about already in this program. But, you know, before Bob Dylan, there was Woody Guthrie and Bob is just, he kind of is the king, really. I mean, he just is. He's produced so many unbelievable songs that he kind of can do no wrong to me, to be honest with you. Tell me about that live music scene in in Ireland when you were young. Was it was it was it buzzing? Was it humming? Did you often have to go across to the UK to see acts, or would they come across to Ireland? No, by the time we got to the mid nineteen seventies, people were beginning to travel to Ireland. We had a venue in Dublin called the National Stadium and uh, held about maybe sixteen or 1,800 people. And um, a lot of acts began to, yeah, I, th- I think from about, you know, I, I can remember seeing um, Kid Creole and the Coconuts and Roy Cooter and Joan Arma trading in the National Stadium. And, you know, by the mid to late 70s, it was exciting to make a trip. They weren't going around the country. They weren't going to Galway yet, I don't think. They weren't going to Cork too much. But by the mid-70s, enough acts were coming to Dublin that you could see something really great. Yeah, um, including Dylan. Um, and here he is, Time Passes Slowly from Bob Dylan. Time passes slowly here in the mountains We sat beside bridges and walked beside fountains Catch the wild fishes that float through the stream Time passes slowly when you're lost in a dream Luca, we are at the end of the road. We've got one more track to play, which is uh, Jimmy Cliff and Many Rivers to Cross. Uh, Tell us why this is on your 1970 list. 
I just that song, that song. He, it is, whenever I think of Jimmy Cliff, he's one of those people that just makes me smile. I just feel a great smile coming over me. I remember doing, there's a festival in Switzerland called Gorton. It's on top of a small mountain outside Bern, the capital of uh, of Switzerland. And I remember being on the bill there one time. And uh, when my gig finished, I was on one of the smaller stages, I think. But as I my gig finished, I heard this music in the distance that just really appealed to me. And I went and just stood and watched Jimmy Cliff and his band just makes a couple of thousand people so unbelievably happy. And there's something about this man's music that just brings a smile to my face every time I think of him. So in gratitude to Jimmy Cliff, I'm happy you're playing this one. And you'll be here in Australia for about the next five weeks. So it is a very long tour. You're getting to see so much of the country. So you're in, um, yeah, I think, what is it, Launceston tomorrow night, a couple of places in regional Victoria, the Port Ferry Folk Festival, uh, Newcastle, the Blue Mountains Music Festival. Then you're up in Queensland. You are all over. Do you have a a favourite spot in Australia? No. No, uh, (laughs) Can't say uh, that. We're uh, a national show, I guess. Well, also, there are more shows on this tour in places I've never been before. I've never been to Cairns. I've never been to Townsville. I've never been to Albany. There are lots of small. I sort of when I, in the early days when I came to Australia, it tended to be the bigger cities only. And recently, I've just asked if Adrian Bohm, my darling promoter in Adelaide, who's booked every show I've ever done in Australia, if we could possibly get out and about and 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 see more people in different parts of the country. Last week, I did a show in a little place called Archie's Creek, not far from Melbourne, and it was one of my favourite shows I ever had in Australia. So to honestly answer your question, maybe at the moment my favourite place is Archie's Creek. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Shout out to the residents of Archie's Creek. Luca, thanks again for being our guest, and here's Jimmy Cliff, Many Rivers to Cross. ABC Radio and on the ABC Listen app. This is Suzanne Hill 